Well, kia ora, hello and welcome to the Coast Vineyard Podcast. Whether you're a regular or a first-time listener, it's so good to have you listening in. We hope and pray that wherever you may find yourself at today, that the message that you're about to hear would be helpful for your journey of faith. So without further ado, let's get into this week's message. Hi Luke, uh, great to have you on the call and uh, great to see you. It's been a while since uh, we enjoyed your company when you're in New Zealand and uh, looking yeah. forward to the chat. Great to be with you. Okay, all right. I just um, just want to say first of all that uh, the books that are behind both of us is is not an accurate reflection of how much we read. <laughs> that's true that's true statement true statement although i have to admit that i bought a bunch of old asterix comics uh recently on uh on trade me and uh very glad to be revisiting the uh those comics are good i like comics (laughs) Uh, yeah comics are good okay hey but i thought it'd be a great chance to have a chat and uh, and talk about the holy spirit so um and uh for anyone that has read the Bible and especially the uh, the Gospels and and the, the early church, the Holy Spirit was uh, everywhere doing all sorts of things and mm. and then we read the uh, the letters that are in the New Testament and you know the Apostle Peter yeah. and the Apostle Paul were just talking about fruit of the Spirit and gifts of the Spirit and being led by the Spirit, being filled with the Spirit. And uh, you, you can't go too far without realizing, man, the Holy Spirit is, uh, is important and, we, yeah. you know, and, and, and worth uh, learning about and, uh, and uh, experiencing all that, um, that is, is available to us as followers of Jesus. So, mm. um, so like if, if, if someone came to you and, and said like, hey, um, I've just become a Christian. I've heard about this Holy Spirit. Tell me, tell me about the Holy Spirit. Like, what would, what would you, what, what, how would you kick off? What would you say? Yeah, well, that's a, that's a great question. Uh, because I think a lot of people are confused by the idea of the Holy Spirit. Uh, I mean, I've, you know, been pastoring for 20 years now, and that's a very common conversation I have with people, especially if they're new to faith, if they're new to church, if they're new to the Bible, they're new to all this stuff. They're kind of like, I'm trying to figure out this Holy Spirit thing. Cause in our, in our type of churches, we talk a lot about the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, so I always want to start with talking about how the Holy Spirit is God, you know, and I, I know that the doctrine of the Trinity, the concept of there's one God who exists eternally as three persons is like, you know, it's very, it's a mystery. And there's a part of me that wants to just say, Hey, let's just accept it as a mystery. And we can talk about it and we can wrestle with that. But, but the Holy spirit is, is the third person of the Trinity. And the Holy spirit is not an it, but is a person. Um, The Holy spirit, he has a will. Um, And and even using pronouns like he, it's, it's like, it's challenging because, you know, the scriptures actually indicate that there's components to the, to the Holy spirit that um, are feminine. Like in the Greek, it's a, it's a feminine word. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I always like to think about is that the Holy spirit is, is God. It's the, the spirit of God um, and that we can have a relationship with the Holy spirit. And that was a really big, um, a big part of my story is coming to uh, an awareness that I could actually have a, a relationship. You know, we, we use the word fellowship, a lot of the time to describe 
our relationship with the Holy Spirit. But Paul talks about that at the end of Second Corinthians. He talks about um, having fellowship with the Spirit. Mm. So that's that's generally where I would I would start. I want to talk about how you know this is this is part of um, following Jesus is having a a, fel- a a relationship with Jesus' Spirit. I'd also want to talk about how the fact that we we become followers of Jesus as a work of the Holy Spirit, um, that Jesus lived his life entirely reliant on the power of the Holy Spirit, um, you know, fully God, fully man, mm. but Jesus lived as a human being who operated um, under the power and the leading and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Um, the, the cross, we love the idea of Jesus dying on the cross for our sins. Jesus did that in the power of the Spirit. Uh, and then, as you pointed out, the Holy, the, the Holy Spirit um, was active in the early church. Everything that the early church did was um, leaning into the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. So for me, it's impossible to think about Christianity or the Christian faith without um, acknowledging that we are people of the Spirit. You know, and that's why in our churches, like you and I, we regularly pray, come Holy Spirit. You know, oftentimes, because I'm assuming that, you know, like me, uh, I don't have all the answers. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to, how to pray for certain people sometimes. And so it's that, that age old prayer of like, come Holy Spirit, I need your help. I don't know yeah. what I'm about to do right now. <laughs> yeah. so. so now that's, uh, that's great. And um, again, if, if that, you know, someone then heard you say that, and then they said like, well, like I, I, I want, I want the Holy Spirit to be working in my life. Or I guess you would, uh, you would say, well, you know, the, the Holy Spirit is, you know, is lives within believers. That's a, um, that's, we, we read that in scripture. Um, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, you read things about being, um, uh, baptized in the spirit and or filled with the spirit. And, yeah. and that has, uh, when we read about that in the, in the scriptures and in the, in the, uh, story of the early church. And, uh, then that, uh, the result of that is often something miraculous or powerful mm-hmm. or life changing, uh, either. F- uh, so again, like how to, how would you encourage people to, Go okay. Let's. Here's some things that uh, that that will help you to to uh, experience the the all that the Holy Spirit has for you. Yeah. Well, I think that's a great question. Um, you, you know, I'll, I'll use like I. So I I grew up playing ice hockey. Um, I grew up. You know, I think I was. I think I was actually ice skating before I really technically could walk is probably the reality you know i was like two where years you, old where did you grow up where was it i grew a- up i was born and raised in alaska um ah, so you okay. know like new zealand way down here yeah yeah, yeah. alaska way up here so <laughs> but uh you know so when i was a kid uh ice skating was part of my my life and and i um quickly became um a hockey player and so you know uh, hockey players practice we had practice all the time i played all the way through high school college and like, if you're going to be good at anything, you have to practice, right? You have to put yeah. in energy and effort. And I, I think that's true yeah. of most things. So in our faith, there's certain practices or certain habits that if we do these things, um, we will grow. And, and I like to think of that in relation to the Holy Spirit in the sense that there's certain practices or certain habits, certain rhythms, um, certain spaces we can enter into that help us to surrender or to open ourselves up to more of 
of the Holy Spirit's activity. But I, but before thinking about some of the practices and habits, one thing I wanted to, I was just thinking about is, um, you know, I, I'm using the word relationship to describe this dynamic interaction we have with, with the, with the Holy Spirit. And um, I, I, I know I've heard people, especially in certain church traditions that maybe are a little bit more not charismatic or not Holy Spirit oriented, where they're like, well, you got to be careful, you know, because if you, if you do certain things, you might, you know, get demons or you might, uh, you know, whatever crazy thing I've heard a lot of them. Okay. But it's interesting how in Luke chapter 11, when Jesus is talking about prayer and he's talking about this, this life of the spirit, uh, it's actually fascinating because he says this, um, he says, um, uh, and so I tell you, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find, keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives, everyone who seeks, finds, and to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Then he says this, he says, you fathers, if your children ask for a fish, do you give them a snake instead? Or if you ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? For me, that, that text of scripture was life-changing when I came, came to, I guess I stumbled upon it. I think a lot of times we stumble upon truth in the kingdom of God. But I, I remember when I was reading that one day and I was like, oh, so the idea that if we ask for more of God, that we're going to get a demon is just plain not biblical. Um, but it also indicates that if we have a hunger and desire and we start asking and seeking and knocking, that God's going to give us more of his Holy Spirit's presence. So I think you start with uh, prayer. You know, I think that that's one way. If somebody says, hey, I want to grow in my relationship with God. I want to grow in my ability to, to hear the voice of God. Well, all those things are contingent on this idea of relationship. And relationships go both ways, right? Like we have to both talk to God because that's what we call prayer. Prayer is communicating with God, right? Yeah. But it's also us taking time to listen to God. So I, I've just found that these rhythms, these habits of reading scripture and asking the Holy Spirit to speak to us through the Bible, um, the rhythm of praying, communicating with God to where we, we, we make our petitions, we express our gratitude, we, we communicate to him, but also like stopping and waiting and listening for the prompts or the nudges, um, that, that, that's, that's a big part of that. And then, you know, in, in the vineyard, we love to say that faith is spelled R-I-S-K, you know, this, this idea of taking the risks. And, and that's the part that's probably the most frightening for most of us is because uh, even as a pastor, I still, you know, when we get in these situations where it's like somebody has a need around us, I mean, I've had this happen where somebody like clearly has a need for prayer and they're, they're looking at you like, are you going to do something? <laughs> and because they know you're a pastor and they know you're supposed to maybe pray or something like that. Yeah. And I, it's like frightening. And so it's still, even though I've been pastoring for 20 years and I've read the Bible a lot, it's still, it, there is a risk factor there, but I, I can tell, I can just tell you so many stories about how, you know, taking that risk and, and positioning myself to respond to that opportunity and asking for the Holy spirit to come it's remarkable how many times um, God has responded. And if it's okay, I, I could share a quick little story about, yeah. about um, right. how that's happened. So I, I was, I was um, part of this, this ministry one time and uh, they were, it was a food pantry. So they'd have people who were, um, who were in need of food come to get groceries. And so 
I got commissioned to, to deliver the, to carry the groceries outside to the car. And I was like, I can do that. Like, that seems like something I can do. I won't, I won't mess that up. So I, you know, get the groceries and push it out to a cart. And so one particular guest that came to this, this uh, ministry, uh, this organization, I was pushing her groceries out and she had her arm in a cast sling type thing. And so, but they had told me that when you get to the end of it and you deliver the groceries into, um, you know, the, the back of the car that you should ask the question, do you want prayer for anything? Is there anything I can pray for you for? And even though I was a pastor at that time, I still was like really nervous about it. I was like, oh my gosh. So I remember I lifted the groceries, put them in the back of the trunk. And then the lady was like, okay, you know, she's just going to go about her business. I was like, hey, um, it's super awkward. Like, uh, can I, is there anything I can pray for you for? And she was like, no. And like, really almost like, how dare you even ask? And I was like, okay, I'm out. I'm off the, I'm off the hook. And then she said, well, actually my shoulder um, has had a lot of pain and I have the sling right now. She's like, could you pray for that? And then I'm like, oh, you know, <laughs> okay. So I, I said, hey, is it okay if I lay my hand on your other shoulder? Jesus used to lay his hands on people and that's how the early church prayed. Is that cool? She's like, oh, that's fine. Because um, I found that if people hear that Jesus did something, generally speaking, they're like, oh, okay, that's okay. Jesus did that. It's okay. So I did. And then I just prayed for the Holy Spirit to heal her. And I had my eyes closed which, you know, sometimes they say, don't do that, but I did do that. And I was just getting ready to go into the, to the, uh, to launch into an explanation as to why she wasn't healed because I know some theology and I was like, well, I'm explaining it to her. And, uh, but before I could, she starts like crying and she's like, oh my gosh, she's, and she is slides her arm out of this cast and starts like lifting it. She's like, I haven't been able to lift my, my arm for a long time. And she's crying. She's like, why, why did he heal? How did this happen? And like, you know, almost like assaulting me with all these questions. And, <laughs> and I, I just remember a lot of different feelings, but I just told her, I was like, Hey, I, this is, I think God's way of just letting you know how much he loves, he loves you. And I mean, I have, dozens of stories like that and not all of them you know there's times where it doesn't go the way you want it just like i'm sure most of most yeah. of you do as well but um but i do think that risk factor is a big part of of our relationship with the holy spirit because for some reason um when we position ourselves to to you know press into and to need god's presence um he responds to that and and so that's a big part of it. So we talk about like wanting to grow in your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I would say reading the Bible, praying, staying connected in worship with other followers of Jesus. You know, it's amazing to me. You know, I will say one thing that the COVID world has um, exposed us to is what the church is. Like right now, you and I are communicating with thousands of miles in between us and people are watching this wherever they're at. And yet, God is present through that and is able to minister to us and, and able to inspire us and encourage us, provoke us, um, convict us, all those things. Like, I, that's just pretty, pretty amazing. So I don't know yeah. if that answers your question, but those no, are definitely the a, first things that come to mind. That was great. It's, um, and I guess that's the journey, isn't it? Like uh, when you read about what the Holy Spirit does that we read about how the Holy Spirit um, does uh, mm -hmm. transform it uh, yeah. and, and change lives. And, and as we cooperate and you've just given us some very practical ways of like, this is how you 
you get to know the Holy Spirit, get to uh, get to work with the Holy Spirit is just through that, you know, mm-hmm. those, those uh, rhythms of life where you are spending yeah. time with God, you're reading the, the word of God, our, our Bible um, and, uh, and going down uh, that, that journey brings change. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, but then, you know, we also read about the Holy Spirit as the one that convicts of sin. And uh, I know, you know, sins can seem like a bit of an old fashioned <laughs> word to a lot of people these days. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but I think at the same time, everyone Rick knows, they knows it's, it's what it is and it's yeah. the real deal. And, <laughs> and, uh, and when we get that prod, uh, you know, where, um, you know, we become aware that, you know, we've done something that we shouldn't have then, you know, that's, that's the Holy spirit helping us and saying like, Hey, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's not helpful. Uh, you know, turn from that and turn towards yeah. things that are life giving. Um, you know, we, and then, you know, we, we read about the fruit of the spirit, which is again, mm-hmm. what you were talking about when we, when we journey with God, with the work of the Holy spirit within us, uh, brings change in our life, you know, brings and you know, the things, you know, like goodness and kindness, patience. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, things talk- that we really need right now. Those are, I mean, like the fruit of the spirit on a serious level. It's, I mean, it's amazing to me how kindness, um, kindness is such a, a kingdom thing, especially in the world we live in where you, people are, the anxieties are through the roof for a lot of yep. people all over the world. Um, depression is, is higher than um, suicide rates have gone up. Um, there's all these things that, that are causing us to be, you know, more anxious and more impatient. And so I think when we live out those, those um, values, which are directly tied to the, the work of the spirit, it's amazing how much um, we can make a difference in people's lives. And, and I, I saw this um, not to jack hijack your, your question here, I'm sure, but like I, we, our church did a, did an outreach. Uh, I want to say July of last year. And we found out that there were uh, actually, it wasn't quite July. It was during school for us. So in the U S our, our um, summer break is June, July, and August. So it was prior to June. I think it was maybe the end of April, but we found out there were, one of the schools was not going to have school for a week uh, or any food was going to be offered. So there's lots of kids in our community that get to eat food. They get two meals a day because they go to school. So breakfast and lunch, otherwise they might not get to eat. They are food deprived. And so we found out about that and the local school actually contacted us and said, Hey, this is an issue that we've got going on. Do you guys want to do anything about it? Which was a amazing because the local schools contacted our church and we were like, Hey, we finally arrived. Like people know we're here and they know that we care. So we were, there's no way we could say no to that. Yes, we will do this. We got to feed a thousand. We have to do a thousand meals though. It's like, that's a lot of meals. That's a lot of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, but we, we, we decided to do it. And so I went to our local grocery store, this big, big chain Walmart and in the U S here. And I, I went to it and I, I said, um, Hey, we just want to find out if we can buy bulk. So is there somebody here? Like, Oh, we'll get you the manager. So the manager comes out of the grocery um, department and was about as rude to me as is humanly possible. I, I was like, Oh my gosh. Like I, I, I understand people don't like me sometimes, but I thought I was likable. <laughs> and so I was like, man, that was awkward. And so she walked away and then she came back. And so the person I was with, we were both like, man, that's just kind of weird that she's being so rude. So when she came back, I just said, Hey, you know, 
thank you so much for being willing to, to talk to us and listen to us. And I said, are, is everything okay? You know, are you doing okay? I just expressed a little bit of, of interest in her life. And so then she launched into this. Yeah, you, I'm sorry. You know, I, I'm just really stressed out because people have been so rude to myself and to all of our employees here. They're treating us, you know, like, like trash because of all these different rules and regulations that are happening. And like, mm. we have no control over any of those things. And so we took a moment and we just said, Hey, can, can we pray for you? And, and we're just really kind to her. Well, that changed the whole thing. And then she was like super helpful and she found all the things we needed. And it was just one example of how just a little bit of kindness, a little bit of empathy and compassion can make a really big difference. And I honestly you know, the reality is that I did not come up with that idea. I really felt prompted by the Holy Spirit in that moment to do that. Cause Luke without the spirit was like, how she's rude. Like I'm going to get her fired. <laughs> you know, like how dare her. So <laughs> I, I think that when we are in this dynamic relationship where we're just trying to, you know, like, like one, one um, person once said, we listen to people with one ear, but our better ear, we're listening to God. You know, we're trying to like pay attention to what God is doing. If we, if we approach life that way, it, it really is amazing how those little things that we do that are evidences of, of the Holy Spirit's work can make a difference in people's lives. Like, I guess, to, you know, to everybody, you know, over there, uh, like, I think we have to keep telling ourselves not to underestimate the intrinsic value as well as the um, transformative nature of these, of these um, things that the Holy Spirit's doing in our lives. So patience is such a important virtue. Um, forgiveness, all those things are, are really, really important, especially given the challenging world that we live in right now. Mm. And f- interesting uh, word that's used in the Bible, like the fruit of the Spirit, because fruit mm. is something that, you know, starts off as a blossom really. And then it just is mm. small and it, and it grows slowly, but yeah. yeah. And you don't really notice it growing day by day. Uh, and, and then, you, you know, all of a sudden people say, Hey, look, I see something, I see something good. And, uh, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and then you've so that the fruit of these things that, that grow and interesting too, isn't it? Is that um, uh, in if you're wanting to know how you're doing on the inside, just put yourself in a stressful situation, you know, because all of your, all of your ability to put filters over your, you know, what's really in your heart, you know? So um, yeah, good for us to take notice of when we're under stress, what we're really like, and then go, okay, so that's what's inside me. And uh, yeah. And you know, maybe God, you could, we could work on that a little bit over the next little while. And, and, uh, and then a couple of years you find yourself in the same situation and you find like, wow, I've, I've, I have changed, you know, I've, I've grown a little bit in my kindness or my, or my patience. So, but so yeah. there's the fruit, there's the fruits of the spirit, but then Bible also talks about the gifts of the spirit. And we, we mm-hmm. we're obviously as we, as we're talking, we're, we're sort of bouncing in and out of those things because the gifts of the spirit mm-hmm. are not so much the fruits that grow, over time is that the gifts, the things that God says, like, I want you to have this for, for right now. And, and mm-hmm. they're given to us uh, almost completely for the benefit of someone else. Like you were saying, like I got mm-hmm. a, um, like God gave you the gift of, of healing in that moment for the lady with the shoulder in the car park. Mm-hmm. And um, so what would your encouragement be for people that go like, wow, you know, like I've, I've, I've heard about these gifts of like, um, healing and miracles, uh, 
gifts of words of knowledge and some more you know revelatory gifts where you you actually hear something from from god like a, a gift of uh of wisdom mm. uh, and and people go like i'd love to um to know more about that. I'd love to see more of that in, in my life again. Uh, you, I mean, even some of your stories have been super helpful in the way you've talked about how, you know, you felt nervous about, uh, even as a pastor, you know, you, 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 you always go into situations. You don't have like three um, healing, you know, cards in your back pocket. You're just, you're just <laughs> no, coming, to, exactly coming to God and, and, uh, and, and, trying to hear what God's doing in that moment. But, but there are people I know that will be listening that go like, I'd, I'd love to have the confidence to, to see God use me more in, in these ways. And, and I'm sure you touched on on your book too, that, uh, that you you've written uh, recently with uh, your friend, Mike um, uh, about Holy spirit ministry, but, but it'd be great mm-hmm. to, you know, just um, uh, as you know, the last thing we do just to have a little chat about, uh, about that, what you've learned, what you'd encourage uh, Coast Vineyard mm. Church in. Yeah, well, so, I mean, there's a lot of, that's a great topic and great um, issue to really think through. So, you know, there's some, some. I mean, you can go on the internet, Google and type in spiritual gift test and there's these tests you can take. And I, you know, I'm not anti those. I think that that may, maybe is a good spot for people to start because um, they'll ask you a bunch of questions and, I think the goal of that is it'll give you an idea of maybe some of the things that you, you seem to already be doing. Cause I, I do think that a lot of times people are functioning in some of their spiritual gifts. Um, but then there's also some that are, I don't know. I mean, they're kind of, they seem crazy or they're, they're so unique. You know, you talk about the revelatory gifts, like, you know, hearing from God seems, seems like, Oh, okay. Like, yeah, some people like that's normal, but other people are like, that sounds weird. <laughs> like, how do you, what do you hear? Um, you know? So, yeah. I, so I, I think on one hand, I think that when, when we come to the Bible, I think that there are some people who, you know, um, they might take a spiritual gift test and that'll be one way where they discover some of their gifting. Uh, Cause I always like want to have a, a, a blurry blurred lines between your spiritual gifts and maybe your natural abilities, because I think that sometimes there's a, it's maybe a little bit more blurry. Like as a pastor, are you supernaturally gifted to be the pastor or to be caring or compassionate or whatever? Yeah, that, that probably is true. But there's also some people who are very pastoral, like my wife, Don, who you've met, she's the best pastor. I know she's, she, she just is good at caring for people. And I'm like, eh, I don't really care about people. I'm not really that good at that. I oh, have to work really hard. Come on, you you do, <laughs> no. but uh, but she's just, eh, she's just a bit. She's uh, superior. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, like I care about people in general terms, but <laughs> she really does. She does. She's she's amazing. Um, but I think it's part of her wiring, right? And so for me, it's like I can I can clearly discern. And actually, this is a good point. Um, I clearly discern the Holy Spirit's leading when I feel like I need to reach out to specific people like that to me is an evidence of the spirit going against my grain because I generally would be like, ah, oh, oh, see you next Sunday. Hope works out, you know, um, <laughs> where she is living her life in a very pastoral way. So, so I blur those lines between, you know, what your, what your spiritual gifts are and your abilities. And I think that God can, can work in all those things. Um, but, but I also think that there's this idea and this is, the, this is maybe the, 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 the danger is that sometimes people will take that spiritual gift test 
and you know they'll figure out okay so i've got the spiritual gift of administration or of helps or of you know uh giving i mean this giving is one of the spiritual gifts which i i think we shy away from talking about money sometimes because it's awkward and because there's some people who have abused that but there are people who i i know who being generous and giving is part is a spiritual gift they have they have an unusual amount of faith um, and they give above and beyond their normal means. And it's um, amazing. And you know, as you know, churches exist off of people like that because it's very helpful to do ministry work. Mm-hmm. But you, you, like, there's people who identify kind of their gift, they, they do the test, and then that's their thing. The danger, I think, is if you, if you don't um, keep yourself open to the fact that the Holy Spirit is absolutely able to empower you to do whatever is needed in whatever specific situation is that you don't even offer to pray for the sick. Like, you know, in this example, in the example of healing, it's like I, my honest to God um, personal experience is that I have had people actually get worse after I prayed for them. Like it's like, even in the moment, like I'll pray for them. And I'm like, you know, cause in our, in our five-step prayer model, which we use in the vineyard a lot, I'll be like, okay, so how are you feeling now? You know, on a scale of one to 10, <laughs> And they're like, oh, worse than I felt about 30 seconds ago. And I'm like, "Uh." so what do I do with that? Well, I think that um, the point of of spiritual gifts and empowerments is that if we if we are open to and, and we do lean into the giftings that we are aware of, or like I think a really common thing that happens in our churches is other people around us are better at identifying our gifts than we are. And I've seen that my whole life. Like if you have a small group of people who are meeting together for a small group Bible study or a core group or a kinship group or whatever you call them in, in New Zealand, they are going to probably identify things about each other that other people might miss. Like, oh my gosh, you are one of the most hospitable people I've ever met in my life. You have the gift of hospitality. And that person's like, really? I am? Because it just seems like normal, but it's really obvious to everybody around them. So I think on one hand, you want to lean into that. But on the other hand, I do think we need to go back into that risk factor to where we understand that the world we live in is a world that is constantly in um, positioning, positioning us in a way that we can invite, invoke, and ask for the Holy Spirit's presence and power. So even though I might not particularly be the most um, effective prayer person when it comes to sickness or healing or whatever it would be, I can always ask for the Holy Spirit's presence. And what I found, even though I have not had the most success in certain cases, I have had um, healings happen when I prayed for people, you know, which I I think proves the point that no matter what we're doing, we want to lean into the Holy Spirit. So my, I guess my overall, my overall point and my overall thinking is that it's dynamic, you know, it's like any relationship where I think the goal of following Jesus is to get to the point where we're, we're listening and obeying him to him, you know, his, his leading, we're sensitive to the Holy Spirit's guidance. Um, and that just happens over time. You know, I mean, I, I, I've been following Jesus for most of my life and every day I'm learning new things, you know, every day it's like a new, it's a new adventure. That was one thing that I loved about uh, my time in, in New Zealand. And I will say it was my, it's my favorite country in the whole world. They won't let me in right now. So I don't know what's going on with that. But um, <laughs> one thing that I, one thing I loved about my time in New Zealand was I heard, um, you know, the Rankins and I heard many people over in New Zealand talk about their relationship with God as an adventure. 
And that really stuck with, with Don and I, my wife and I, we, we both saw that and we thought, man, that's a really great word to describe what, what this journey is. It is an adventure. You know, there's times where you feel led by the Holy Spirit to pray for somebody or to share something, because that's another thing, right? You might feel led to share a, a word from God or, or, you know, that seems almost arrogant to say that, but you're inspired um, in a unique way to share an encouraging thing for somebody and you see how it transforms their life. Um, that's a, that's a pretty cool, that's an adventure. That's really exciting. So those are some, some thoughts I have about spiritual gifts. Oh, no, that's, uh, that's great. And it's just great, great chatting. Um, it's nice, uh, just for anyone listening, just so you know, like Luke and I haven't, uh, spent, uh, three days preparing for this chat. This was very <laughs> relatively spontaneous and, um, and very enjoyable as well. So, so we really are just sort of sharing, um, conversationally, um, from, you know, from our own journeys and, and what we've learned. So, um, hey, just, um, I know that um, you uh, will have uh, a family to, uh, to, and a, uh, to go and hang out with, a church to, to run, so we won't keep you for too much longer. This is, uh, this is really putting you on the spot, though. Like, is there anything that you'd like to encourage Coast Vineyard Church with um, just as we, as we finish up, either around things of the Holy Spirit or just in general, maybe maybe the Holy Spirit will give you, you know, something right now. That's, mm. um, I shouldn't have said that because now I'll put some pressure on you, but, uh, no, I, <laughs> well, yeah, I was to say on one hand, it's like all, Oh, now I have to do that. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I, you know what I think? Um, I, I actually do feel like just as I'm, I'm sitting here and trying to model what we just talked about, trying to model the idea of, of asking the Holy Spirit right now, what is it that you, would like me to share with uh, Coast Vineyard? What, what, what is it that you're inspiring? Because I have to tell you, like, you know, we over here, um, we're following you guys. I, I follow you guys on Instagram and I, I'm excited about um, what God's doing in your guys' church. We do. We love, we love New Zealand. Like that's, that's a fact. Um, like I said, I want to get in, but they won't let me come. <laughs> but uh, the, the authorities. Um, I, I feel like a word, a unique word for you guys, um, for you, you guys, you gals, is the word hope. Um, I, I, I know it's, it's like, uh, my sense was, I know that for some, some parts of this last year, year and a half now, it's been up, down, up, down, up, down. And, you know, it can be really frustrating, but I just, I, I just have a, a sense that God is wanting to encourage you to live in the hope that you have. Um, and not only to live in that hope, because living in the hope is actually what is going to be able to empower you to continue to exhibit the fruit of the spirit, you know, like not to give up, to stay faithful, to keep on trusting the, the same. I mean, one of my favorite things about the answer to the question of who do I belong to is that we belong to Jesus. Like there's hope in that. But, you know, in addition to living in that hope, it's also um, being creative and discovering ways to share the hope that you have. You know, and so I, I think that's a, that's a unique thing for um, Coast Vineyard that, um, you know, th that church in your city and your neighborhood and your particular spheres of influence that um, God is really inviting you to, to share the hope, to live in the hope, to experience the hope and to share the hope with the, uh, the world around. So that would be my, uh, my spontaneous, my, my, uh, my sense from God would be, would be that. Ah, oh, that, that's great. Then we'll have to uh, we'll have to grab that and you know f figure out what that means for us. So um, no, but thank you. Hey, and it's been good chatting too. And um, 
be good to, uh, to to round it off now. But uh, but yeah, God bless you, man, and uh, and what you're doing, and and your your lovely wife Dawn, and your God bless your family. God bless the Red Bluff Vineyard, and there in uh, Northern California. Are you you call yourself Northern California? Are you north enough to be Northern California? We're definitely yeah. We're we're at the very north. We're north, okay. north, north, north. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and um, and uh, and we're hoping that uh, it won't be too long before they let Americans back into the country. Yeah, and we'll uh, look forward <laughs> to catching up. <laughs> All right, Luke. Thanks, thanks so much. Me. Okay. Yep. Okay. Well, thanks again for tuning in to today's message. We hope and pray that it's been most helpful. If you're keen to find out more about us as a church whānau, you're welcome to go to coast.org.nz or, of course, we'd love to meet you in person. We meet at 10am at Aurewa College on the beautiful Hibiscus Coast and you're more than welcome. Be blessed and have a great day.